We are live. Hey, Adam. We're recording things again. Hey, John. hey Johnny. Hey, Abram. How's it going, guys? Hey. Cool, thank you. Abram probably sounds so much better than us because Johnny and I are on cell phones. But. Yeah, we've we've not yeah. got a good way to do a three-way call yet on a uh, uh, podcast. So if any of you super smart techie guys can tell us how to do this better, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, keep it to your, keep it, we'll tell you where to file the complaint. <laughs> um, Johnny, uh, Johnny is out there doing race car things. What's new in uh, in your world, Johnny? Oh, just uh, well, I started the Nine uh, Lives Racing as a manufacturer of Wang. So uh, we've yeah. been yeah, big Wang, big Wang, yeah, we. We uh, kind of took the idea, threw it in front of a bunch of people, uh, you know, in the chat group and stuff, and see, you know, I just wanted to see before we even started if anybody would even be interested. And uh, there was a big row, and one of the na- one of the things that came from that was they wanted to be called Wang, W-A-N-G-S. So I was like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got no problem with that. <laughs> you know, if anything, it makes you, you know, I always say the same thing because even my mom calls it a big Wang, and she goes, you know, she goes, oh, you got to sell those big wings. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, can't even say it without smiling, can you? And she's like, no. Nope. <laughs> That's right. Johnny and his mom talk about wings. <laughs> big wings. All the time. Yeah. Um, so how did uh, how did you get the idea to, these are aluminum wings, currently. Right. Um, yeah. Where did, how, how did this uh, come about? So... Honestly, uh, I was in a I was in a chat group with a bunch of friends, and they were kind of just throwing up the idea of really cheap wings. Uh, you know, the stuff you can buy off eBay and stuff like that. Right. And um, I had been doing seat installs for a lot of motorsports, uh, you know, on the MPO one programs, and I've grown a, a big you know rapport with those guys, and you know, a lot of them are, are now close personal friends. But uh, during that, I was talking with them and and i was looking at the wings on the npl1s and i was like hey this is pretty cool you know like you guys sell it and they're like yeah we can you know we can get rid of those things and uh and so they told me about that and months went by and i never really thought much about it um until we were in this chat group and the guys were talking about wings and i was like you know i could get these wings for you know under you know under a thousand bucks you know pretty cheap and they're like and everybody just blew up you know everyone in the chat group was like yeah we need one we need one you know oh Hey, like I should probably uh, make a website, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah. we had so many people clamoring for them, uh, so we we made the website. Uh, offered the first few for uh, we made kits with our theory, and uh, you know we like I think in the first week we sold twenty wings. Um, yeah, and then and then we got the CFD work done, and we found out that these things are actually pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, well, super, it, uh, super efficient, low drag. Absolutely, yeah. We were. Um, I took off a, a 3D wing off my car and put on a, you know, on the, the wing on there, you know, and did a test. And we picked up, I think it was three miles an hour in the straightaways and four miles an hour in the corner. So that's it was. That's not. It was not big. Un, yeah, that's not 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 impressive. That's very impressive. <laughs> yeah. And all this testing yeah, is was, done at uh, Road Atlanta. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so we did the the testing we did. Uh, actually, it was almost a perfect storm because uh, you know we ran in December um, with a 3D wing before we even thought about 
you know, out starting a company, you know, doing these, uh, you know, these aluminum extrusions. And I'm going for the Miata Lap Record around the road Atlanta, which is the 132.5. And I, I go out with that thing, and I run a 132.8. So I'm, like, right there. And I was pushing, so I wasn't holding back on that wing at all. Uh, and then when we went to go test the wing, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, we went in January and tested it. And, you know, I was, you know, kind of worried because it was a different day, different what you know, that kind of thing. But even I started checking the weather, and we were within four degrees of the same day. And even a barometric pressure was, you know, which can fluctuate, I think, 70, 70 points, uh, was within four points. So it was almost an identical day. Um, and so we just went out there with the wing and picked up a speed. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. And yeah. you know, like, these things actually work. I'm, I'm okay with putting my name behind it. How, uh, how, as far as drag, um, do you think, uh, comparable to, like, the popular 3D wings, um, how different is it? Is it a uh, giant percentage? Well, it, uh, I, I, so the, the thing with 3D wings, um, I mean, 3D wings can be incredibly efficient if the wing is designed for your car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so the one so, we took so off. Much of it, yeah, so much of it, like, relies on how the air is flowing over the car that you put it on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if you take a 3D wing that was designed for a Civic and put it on a Miata or you. You have one that was designed for a Corvette and put it on a GTR. Uh, there's no way, like, your wing's going to start stalling out at different, you know, at different points. Um, right, right. On, the, on the 3D wing that we were testing, I was noticing that the uh, when the AOA, you know, the angle of attack, when that was set at zero, the edges of it were at 15 degrees. And I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the way the air flows over it, and you, you can even see on the end plates, where dirt and mud had been on the end plates, and you could see where the air was stolen on the edges of the wing. Uh, so in, in theory, we only had maybe a you know two foot wing in the center section that wasn't stalling out. So it was uh, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's the problem with like a 3D wing, and you know, you gotta, they work if they're designed for your car, or if you got like a LG wing and it's been built for a Corvette, you got a Corvette, then they work yeah. great. Um, Interesting. I, had, I hadn't ever really thought yeah. about that because you see all these mm -hmm. different styles, and really, yeah, you could actually perfect a wing for a car if you had access mm -hmm. to the means to do it. But it's right. going to be different for every car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the the easy way around it, you know, to make sure the thing's going to stall at the same angle, uh, is just to do a two D wing. You know, like what we're okay. we're doing now, and that's just the easy button. And the whole thing, obviously, is the easy button because we're doing uh, an aluminum extrusion, which costs less than carbon. Uh, we're and you know it's a 2D air shape, so it's going to be working no matter what target put it on. Uh, it's not right. going to work as efficient as a 3D wing that's built for the car, like we said before. But it's uh, going to be more efficient than a 3D wing that isn't built for your car. Um, yep. And that's that's the main reason why we picked up so much speed in our testing. So, as far as downforce goes, how does it do? Uh, it does really well. So, um, you know, it was kind of a funny story. And when we first picked up the wing, uh, the guys gave us the, the turbulent air testing on it. And turbulent air testing means when you test the wing on the car, right? And maximum downforce was like 200 pounds, which if you look at other people's CFD data is almost, you know, it's like one of the lowest downforces you can find. You know, and I was like, man, that's 
it doesn't go along with our testing, you know, because I looked at all this other CFD that there's online. I'm like, ours is really well on there, but it performs better. So I uh, I contacted the missive. I'm like, hey, we have turbulent air testing. Can you give us open air testing to compare us with everyone else? And, uh, and they were like, yeah, sure. You know, they, they did the whole thing. They even made a template for it. And uh, we were, you know, once we got out in the open air, and which is kind of like the universal way of testing these things, um, okay. we were, you know, 400 pounds of downforce uh, at full tilt. So I'm like, all right, that that puts us on par with just about everyone else. You know, it's, it's yeah. pretty good. You know, and figuring that we were coming in at sometimes half the price, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm good. If we have the same form as half the price, I'm good. <laughs> Well, one of the other things that you, uh, well, maybe one of the other benefits of the aluminum extrusion is that you don't have the same types of like uh, weathering and fatigue. I mean, if the cars are out all the time, it's possible that the uh, the carbon stuff, you know, you've got resin breakdown and UV and, you know, just rough right. conditions. And with the aluminum, you might not have that. Right. And our, we ship ours raw, um, mostly because uh, we could powder coat them, but it's at weight. We don't know how much more our... Uh, are current, you know, are worrying about that. Uh, so we ship them raw, and the raw aluminum will weather. Um, you know, it'll gain weather. You know, water spots at the, you know, the very top of the thing, the cup shape. You know, so if it rains, rain will pool there. So it'll pool. It'll um, it'll develop water spots. It's less untreated. But if you hit it with some like wires and aluminum, pol- aluminum polish, it comes right out. Right. And yeah, it, it, it'll it'll keep rocking until uh, you know the thing basically just falls apart <laughs> yeah know? i don't like i don't think aluminum yeah aluminum extrusions don't fall apart though <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll be a few hundred years <laughs> yeah you're gonna need you're gonna need like a lot more time than your average miata or s2000 or brz last <laughs> yeah i mean probably if you after you handed the car down to your grandkids grandkids then yeah. maybe you might want to call up to get another one but yeah. before that you're okay <laughs> uh, as far as uh, um, the stiffness and the ease of like uh building mounts onto it uh, onto the extrusion is it is it easier and more flexible for a different variety of cars to like work with with a wing like this uh, than anything oh. it, yeah. it seems like you could put a mount wherever you want you know? yeah exactly uh the the real big benefit of building kits is uh so on the uh like on a carbon wing what you'd have to do is actually put aluminum in the bottom of it uh, when you're doing the molds, so that way you get something for your nut search or something like that to grab onto. Um, with ours, because it is aluminum, we put them out anywhere. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, so it's, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, we can't get a wing because it's a weird car and stuff like that. I'm like, don't you worry, we'll make a kit. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, can, we can knock it out quick. The uh, uh, Yeah, the flexibility of that is very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the cord, uh, the cord length, and like what's the overall size of the wing uh, as you offer it for most of your kits right now? So the cord length is nine and a half inches. It okay. goes, you know, press it back. Uh, honestly, I've tried to find other aluminum wings that big, and I I can't find them anywhere. Uh, no, a it's, lot it's pretty big. Yeah, for an aluminum extrusion, you know, it's a lot, a lot. That actual kind of funny story. So all that that shape itself. It comes off the DPO2 car, which uh, a lot of your fans are, are familiar with Road Atlanta times. Uh, laps Road Atlanta about a minute 17. Um, Wowza. And, yeah, it's the, same, it's the same wing profile on that car as what we have. It's just that when they uh, started making the NPO1, they took that wing profile, took it to the extruder, and said, hey, just put this out of aluminum. 
they're like, okay. And so they, and that's how we got the wing shape. So cool. it's, uh, yeah, so it actually works out pretty well that way. So it's, a, so it's definitely a proven uh, shape design. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, it, the thing performed so dang well, we, uh, we took home first place in Honda Challenge and Honda Challenge 2 and second place at National Mass Nationals this year. Yeah, we took home second place in TP5. This year we have the uh, VIR lap record in TS3, I think it is, class. Uh, on the E36s, so I mean, it's things kicking ass. It's been a while. Yeah, it's getting proven, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. we saw we saw a bunch of them running with uh, with Grid Life, uh, at Grid Life South, um, and I've seen a bunch of them up at the Midwest. So it's it's uh, making its way into HPDE and Time Attack circles too. So. Well, oh, at, yeah, at yeah. the price point you're at, it's just so uh, accessible, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we the wings start at two seventy five. You know, that's so, so, uh, so cheap. It is. It's, it's almost nothing. Uh, you know, and that's for just the aluminum extrusion. Like, if you want just the raw material and you want to right. build your own kit, two seventy five all day long. Um, that's awesome. Actually, the guys at Life Motorsports found that, and then they they bought a bunch to put on the front of their life buggy. So cool. if you get a life buggy with a nose wing, it's going to have a wing on it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, the nose wing's very good. Um, you know, I think we were looking at performance per dollar and we were blowing everybody else's doors off. Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, as yeah. far as cord length, can that, can the cord length be trimmed down if, if there's a race class that, uh, only allows like an eight inch length? Could you run that thing through a table? Yeah, yeah, I am. Could, could you run it through a table <laughs> saw or something? We, we absolutely, yeah, we figured that out. We can't do it. We're going to be offering an FPL length of reset. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the actual extrusion works out for that, and the shape is okay. Or? Yeah, yeah, actually, it works out pretty good. We're gonna when we do cut it down, we're gonna put a gurney on it. Uh, okay. Kind of pick back some of the performance that you're gonna lose from making it shorter. Um, right. So yeah, so we'll just weld out a piece of uh, aluminum on the back of the thing and make it a little gurney. But yeah, yeah I know it's funny. We've got a lot of STL listeners uh, that that uh, that are probably thinking, man, nine and a half, that's too big. Uh, yeah, it's just too big, yeah. Uh, you know, I get the two requests for everyone that always wants a different cord like either running FPL or uh, autocross. And oh, yeah. The autocross the guys want a dual element or a, or a triple element. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Yeah, just give yeah, me another, the, another couple months, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know, we're, we're, uh, we're still a little... 250 of these things already in seven months. So Jeez. it's uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm very tired. <laughs> well, are are you worried that you're going to be able to sell one to everyone who wants to buy one? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, every wing that we have is uh, made to order. So as soon as the order comes in, we put the order the order for the extrusion straight into a line. Uh, we have the mount cut. And, uh, you know, it takes about two and a half weeks, and then we ship it right out the door. The yeah. only time that we haven't been able to deliver on that was uh, when we ran a lot out of way. Um, <laughs> we bought all the extrusions. <laughs> we bought them all, yeah. They, and the funny part was that nobody was watching the file. <laughs> so, like, I get it yeah. all, and they're like, uh, yeah, we're out. And I'm like, oh, how long until we're, like, really out? They're like, we're okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's yeah. fun. So I had to put a big thing on the website, and it was a month delay, but we got them all. You know, we're already caught up on them. 
I would imagine Elan probably, you're probably using a lot more of these wings than Elan is. Right. So they were, they're not selling 250 cars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they got the Enzo one, you know, and so that guy is, uh, you know, that's a, that's a hell of a little race car. Um, and they're, they are not selling as good as they thought it would, or I don't know what, they had to have promised them. I think it was like a, like a hundred something cars. And I'm like, man, if they sell a hundred cars, it's like 20 cars in each division, you know, in each region. Yeah. Right. Sometimes E30s, E30s don't even have that many numbers, you know? So, well, and, and if, if you're going to sell 100 of that car, it's going to take a while. You know, the car's only been out for like four years. So. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that takes a while. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, I think they wanted to do it in a couple of years. I'm like, oh, hold on now. Let's get it back. Yeah, it's a yeah, radical car. Really yeah. yeah, so they had, they had plenty of wings. You just bought them all now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, and to be totally, you know, just to be on the full legal side, I'm not actually buying parts off of a lot. I'm getting the raw materials. Um, right. And in the in the future, we're just going to be ordering that. We're just going to use their engineering. So it's yeah. getting, we're only bringing the wings themselves in the house. So uh, it, it, I think it's a cool product, um, and it really kind of speaks to the, the market will kind of find its own. You know, there's there's always a hole in the market, and the hole in the market with wheel to wheel and with uh, time trial guide is uh, some of the some of these parts are really expensive and some of them are you know really really crappy like one or the other you yeah. get eBay wings or you get you know wild two thousand yeah. dollar wings um, yeah I, I I put an eBay extruded one on my on my STL CRX uh, because it had like a, a decent airfoil um, but right. it was you know it was only like six and a half or like seven and a half inches and it was it was so heavy it was so heavy yeah. <laughs> the thing was probably I probably could have jacked the car up with the wing. That's how I mean it was so it was so strong, but it probably added twenty pounds to the back, twenty five pounds to the back of the car or more. Yeah. But uh, but there there's there, there's definitely a hole in the market for you know a high quality, high performance wing, um, and the flexibility of the aluminum extrusion. That's just it's a it's a cool little niche, man. Yeah, and, and to kind of weigh in on the weight. So we weighed the the carbon wing we took off our car, and right. we weighed our wing, of course, right? And um, and because the carbon wing was smaller, it didn't get an exact weight because it was I think it was like four inches shorter, six inches shorter, something like that. But it was uh, so the carbon wing was 0.14 pounds per inch, right? Okay. And we weighed ours, and ours was 0.2 pounds per inch, so it was like 0.06 pounds per inch different. So it was, yeah. It was, I mean, the Alive Boys really did a knockout job of keeping the material down and keeping yeah. it thin enough so that way it's light. Because, yeah, I mean, I tell you what, those, we tested all those eBay wings just to see, like, okay, we got this one, you know, this, you know, threw it in the CFD, just see, like, if it actually works. And I think those things only made, like, in open air testing, it was like 200 pounds of downforce and it was like 60 pounds of drag as well yeah. ours was. Uh, 13 pounds of drag and 400 pounds of downforce. That's, that's so, a little different. Like, it's a big difference, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeesh, huh? What, what was, was that it? No, oh, I said that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pretty, pretty phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, any other any other future products that you want to be working on or what, what's, uh, what's coming down the, the pipeline for, for you guys? Uh, well, it feels like every week we come out with a new kit. 
Uh, we got the yeah. Z kit coming out. Uh, we're sending that up for doing for testing at BIR in a couple weeks. Um, no. We have uh, I, I just measured a Corvette, so we're going to have a. Uh, actually, we've got a lot of guys with Corvettes just order it and then build their own mounts and tell them like, okay, I need to support those guys better. And so we're building a mount kit for them. We're drawing that up as we speak. Um, MX Five guys are getting a kit. Uh, real big exciting thing is I just put in the order for the two-inch uh, aluminum extrusion, and that's going to be the basis of our dual element. So we're going to have, uh, yeah, and you know, it'd be cool if somebody, if we can get that done, and have somebody comes up with a way to open the top element, you know, to uh, to do that kind of, you know, for a low drag option. Because I've had a lot of people call me up and want to uh, make the wing tilt. And I'm like, man, guys, like even a full, even that full AOA, this thing only has about, you know, maybe 15 pounds of drag. So if yeah. you lay it out, you're going to go down to eight. I mean, it's really, I doubt you even noticed, but I'm like, if you could open the second slot and do all of it, you go from, you know, you know, 600 pounds of downforce, you know, down to 200, but you kill half your drag. You know, yeah. the little second element set about 45 degrees AOA. So it's, it's a bunch. So, so uh, where where do you uh, where, where did you learn about all this uh, the aero stuff? Uh, what kind of research and stuff have you done over the past few years? Oh well, it's always been a, so I'm, I've been in motorsports since 2006. You know, yeah. I've worked. You know, I've done a show before, uh, and so when I, uh, you know, I've been in brakes, and you know, we've worked hand in hand with aerodynamics because, frankly, yeah. When you're at full tilt with brakes, the aero loads change the, your braking points immensely. Uh, right. When we were working with the DP cars, we were finding out that the guys would have to, in order to get the threshold braking at Daytona, at about, you know, they're doing 180 miles an hour, they'd have to put two feet on the pe- brake pedal then slam it into, just to get to threshold braking because uh, huh. the aero loads in the car were so heavy. Um, so it's, wow. you know, it's always been a thing where I've been interested in it, you know, I've always kept an eye on it. Don't ask me to do shocks, I have no idea. But, uh, you know, through, through my career in motorsports and building cars, and we've always, you know, it's always been the coolest part of it. And yeah. I try to use this invisible force to go faster. You know, it's kind of science fiction at the at the, at the motorsports level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, ever since you started producing them, I've, I've been reading, you know, more and more about, about Aero stuff. I, cause I I never really had like a love a love for like you know cars with wings on them. I've always liked like the clean and basic and simple look. There's also part of the reason right. I don't win races. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't win a lot. Yeah, Bill, but cars uh, do a look isn't the best. Isn't the best no, I know, but you know you gotta whatever. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, the uh, just the info out there, and if you spend a couple of nights on the internet, you can learn a lot of stuff. But uh, uh, if you spent if you spent some time at Daytona with the, and, and then at Elan and all the places that Johnny gets to go uh, in his yeah. day job and not, now his fake job, it uh, you learn a lot of things. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I've I've lived, breathed, and slept the stuff that you know. First time at Daytona for a professional race, I won it, and that was back in 2011. You know, now it's 2018. You know, I I haven't lifted up since. You know, it's like yeah. going to events, landing, listening to the drivers, listening to what drivers want. You know, yeah. listening to what engineers want. That's usually the biggest thing. You know, and, uh, like you said, you, you could spend nights on the, you know, 
just reading the information. Now, think about, like, I get uh, I get to sit down with actual aerodynamicists or guys who have built cars that, you know, yeah. 100, you know, minute 17 around Atlanta. Really so fast. You know, so fast. So, so fast. It is, yeah. It's, uh, like, what was, uh, was James Ren and his Integra? He did 120-something. Yeah, and what did, what did he get itself? At Road Atlanta, it was a 22.5, maybe? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, so he ran a 1.25. And he had 600 horsepower? Uh, he's up to around 800 right now. But he didn't have right. a fifth he, gear. He was, he, was, he was decidedly lacking a fifth gear at the time. But He just left it at home? Uh, uh, he exploded it. He exploded on the first lap, I think. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, he probably would have gone a little faster, but yeah, other we've got another, really? you know, Will, Will All Young is in like the what did he get a high nineteen one nineteen, and he's about right. the same power level. But man, to think three hundred horsepower, uh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, power to power to weight is still a thing, but man, uh, arrow yeah, is arrow is wild, man. Yeah, and that that was the cool thing about uh, my first day at, at PFC doing the brakes. You know, I, I sat down and they go here, and they threw down a folder. I opened it up. There's this missile-looking car, and it's the Delta Wing. They're like, "Don't tell anybody." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay. You know, like, imagine, you know, your first day of the job, you got to work on that. <laughs> you know, you don't even know what you're doing. You know, I didn't even know my ass from holy ground, but all of a sudden, I'm going to get a real quick lesson on how this, you know, on how these cars work because now I got a car that's set up completely backwards of everyone else. Yeah, seriously, you know, backwards. So, and you're, and you're yeah, trying to drive. You're trying to drive a triangle around with rectangles. So you got to make this car like yeah. unbelievable in performance, so it doesn't get hit by all these big rectangles. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. What's totally. that? As far as like uh, the stuff that you worked on with the Delta Wing, like, yeah. How did how did how did that car? How was it set up as far as braking? Is like is it more in the back or were those yeah. tiny wheels in the front doing a lot of it? How was it right. set up so, on that car? Different. It was exactly how like a ten year old would set up a car, you know. Right. So like where you go, all right, I need to stop the car, so I'm gonna throw the, you know, you don't think about weight transfer stuff like that. So, you know, the little guys always put lots of big brakes in the back, but it's actually opposite of everyone else in the world. Um, and actually, the only two systems that operate with a bigger brake in the rear was the Delta Wing and Dirt Late Models. Other than <laughs> Dirt Late Models, only use the they put real big brakes in the back because they want the car to kick out and go sideways. Right. You know, so when they go to the braking zone, they just tap the brake, they just set the car, and then they're back on the gas again. Um, yeah, the, the Delta Wing's really cool uh, party piece, other than having insanely low drag, was it had huge wing tunnels under it, or air tunnels. And so the rear made all the downforce in the world. You know, that's where all the weight was as well. So that's where right. the tire was. You know, the front was just basically there to point the car. You know, and the rear was there to actually do all the performance stuff to actually get it around. Yeah, it, it to me it almost seems like, you know, a car like with, with that front front end, like go, yeah. going like up up turn one or down turn 12 at Road Atlanta, it just feels like it wouldn't have enough and you'd drive right off the side of the turn. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, exactly. I looked at it, you know, you're used to 13-inch wheels, you know, on the front of cars and, you know, 12-inch slicks. This thing had a four-inch tire. That was all? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It was a... They took the wheel uh, size off a... I can't remember the name. It's a a tiny French economy car. With only three lug nuts. 
A little yeah, Citroen yeah. and a DS or whatever? Yeah, that's it. Well, no, the DS yeah. is an actual hatchback. So it's like a two-year-old. It's like, it was built for farmers. But that okay. was wheel used. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's one of those belts on wings. Yeah. It's so, uh, uh, and that thing got such a bad rap. Everyone hated it. But it was a, it, but when it was fast, man, I mean, that thing, if, if, you, if they leaned into it just a little bit, it would be leading Daytona 24 every year. Uh, yeah, and then it was, and, and like and Gary, Gary Cummings, who was on the show last week, he uh, used to run, used to yeah. be one of the managers of Road Atlanta. Uh, he on the way home from Speed Ring, he was saying, "Man, that his line was, you can't race a triangle with a rectangle because as soon as it gets tapped, it goes sideways and crashes." And that yeah. doesn't make some sense. Like that's the the biggest inherent drawback of this wild little car that was so fast, is that yeah. if it gets yeah, if it gets bumped, it just crashes because it's so tiny. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah, shaped no, different. Yeah, yeah. There's no leaning with that car. You know, no. it's such a, a razor's edge. And uh, okay. I mean, hell, the thing flipped over at uh, at Road Atlanta. It it tapped a Porsche cup, like GT3 car. It just yeah. tapped it, and then the thing's like airborne and flipping over and overhead. Uh, oh. But yeah, but the the thing about it was it's so damn efficient. Uh, IMSA, like when Tano sold the car to IMSA or uh, sold the series to IMSA. And IMSA, or so when Tano sold the American Live Series to Grand Am and it became IMSA, uh, yeah. IMSA hated the car. You know, and IMSA's got a history of if they don't like the car, they will just throw rules at it so it'll never win a thing again. That's exactly what happened to Moslers in the 90s. Um, right. And so, yeah, they put the, they. I think I was talking with some of the guys and they said that the uh, restrictor on the fuel line was a size, it was either a dime or a quarter was the size of, that they could fill the car with. And so tiny every little, pit, tiny little restrictor. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So every pit stop, uh, pit stop was seconds longer than everyone else's. Oh, and if if they would have left that car uncorked and let it go, like, it would have won every race. Like, hands down, easily. But and they what was they the, uh, what, Yeah. What were the different powertrains that that thing had? Little Forza and a Nissan and something else? Yeah, so at first they had the Nissan, they had the Jeep motor. Uh, when it was yeah, that's right. And uh, and then uh, when uh, Panos and Nissan got into it, you know, legally and this one under the bridge, really. But then uh, they switched to Mazda. Then Mazda gave them the MZR motor out of the Miata. Okay. And yeah. then Alain basically took that motor and threw it all away and built their own. They still left the Mazda sticker on it. It used like the same construction of it. And right. towards the end, it was making like some real power. It was it was pretty heavy, but like, still not been, like yeah, not insane power. You're still doing so much more with so much less than like other cars that it was racing against, you know. Yeah, well, I uh, think uh, I think it was close, like, I, and this is all rumors, you know, don't quote me, but it was like somewhere in the sixes I would have said. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Have an MTR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, man, that's, that was, it's such a unique car. It's cool that you got to work on that.
Well, the, uh, uh, the the current project for you, it looks like you're tube framing. You're turning a Miata into a dune buggy that drives around the racetrack. What are, what the heck are you doing to your poor Miata? So I spent too much time at the turn of race. So oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we got a Miata, uh, like you said, it was still a lap record around North Atlanta. And uh, it's, uh, you know, LS1 power, you know, 418 horsepower. Um, and I was like, I could either start doing more power, more power, or get lighter. And uh, I hang out a lot with the guys at Scott uh, Legacy Racing and, and Multivore Sports and that kind of stuff. And so I'm always crawling all over the Trans Am cars, and basically I just... I crawled in too far and got a bad idea, and I just chopped up the car and <laughs> basically two frames it like you would a basically a, a mini Trans Am car, yeah, with the same power plant. Yeah, you, you're, you're putting the same. You're in an LS motor in your old one. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just moving it over. The old one's actually uh, that car has been racing for like seven years. I just chopped it up and uh, threw it away, and so now we're all we're 100 going towards the new chassis and. Uh, I've been talking with the guys at Dart, so we might be doing a bit more power, but that's that's the future. Okay. We'll yeah, see. seven years you can learn a lot about cage building and stuff too, you know. Oh, I know. That first cage that was so bad. <laughs> yeah, same thing here. Man. Yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah, uh, the last one was pretty good. And what uh, what kind of uh, suspension changes and stuff are you dealing with uh, with going to a full tube frame? How how different is it going to be than a Miata? Because we all know Miatas turn terribly and aren't very good. So why would you make? They, they turn great. What are you talking? About? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, geometry, uh, we might massage it a little bit. Uh, we got to get the car like we got to get the car built and put it on scales. So we can find out where the center of gravity is. And once we know where that is and what power we're going to run, then we can start playing with uh, roll centers and, and get the thing set up right. So that way it'll actually it'll actually hook. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind running a set of those 27 inch tall Trans Am two tires that they have. It's like a 301 301 slick. But the bad part is they're 27 inch tall, but they're cheap. So I'm like, okay, well maybe I can make it work. Uh, just for reference, the Miata tire is like 23 inches tall. So it's a big jump. Hey there. Hello? Nope, I was on mute. Abe, Abe, what you got? Oh, uh, oh. so uh, with with all that going on uh, for the remainder of this year, what uh, what's 2019 looking like? What's that? I said with, with all that stuff going on for the remainder of this year, what does 2019 look like? Oh, man, 2019 is uh, going to be on fire. Um if anything, like this year has been a, a, a note. I mean, every every day we seem to get a little bit bigger with the line. Um, so it's going to be, you know, more people find out about it. And, you know, people like to tell each other about big deals. So it's, you know, I get a lot of people just sort of staring us. Um, and so I can, I can only see that growing. Um, I don't really see any, any reason it would slow down. So I think it's going to be on fire. And, you know, I guess we're going to try to keep our heads above water, keep up with the demand. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, I have high hopes for it. I mean, I want to come down and do much more grid life events with you guys. It sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Well, we we love people coming to grid life. It seems like uh, it's a it's a labor of love, and it's, I guess it's our passion. So, um, getting yeah. getting people involved and you know getting them good um, you know high performance parts is is part of the game, and that's why we like having people like you on the show. Johnny's been out to, uh, Johnny's, Johnny lives right next door to Atlanta. He's been out to South all three years. 
So we need to get yeah. out to uh, up to Gingerman. That's his, that's his old home base. <laughs> you guys know how to drive 14 hours to go to Gingerman. When you go, to, when you do uh, Autobahn, I'll gladly go to Autobahn. We we had like half a dozen cars come from California for Midwest Festival. You got to do it, man. It's the best party I ever. Know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Who makes our Atlanta party was boring? Well, what was it? Sean yeah, Sean yeah. Krebs back and yeah. Jeremy Swenson traveled from North Dakota to go to Road Atlanta this year. I mean, that's that's a pretty decent hike. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I tell you what, I, I always found it funny. So like the first couple of years, the kids were always like, "Oh, you know, gingerbread," and they'd be comparing gingerbread times. And I'm like, "Look, guys, once you come down to Road Atlanta, that's what you're gonna you're gonna start comparing Road Atlanta times. You know, but everything else will be kind of like." Like not as good at the road land is definitely it's it's unlike any other track I've ever been to. It, it definitely it, is. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's rewarding. It you'll I've made a thousand laps around that track. I've never gotten one right. <laughs> you know, so it's it's always a challenge. It's always every day you wake up and when you get to drive it, even someone like me who lives two minutes from the track, I still get excited to go to run around it. I'd probably only done twenty or twenty five laps there in total. And in mm-hmm. uh, 16, when I was there, I did a 39, which for me was faster than I felt comfortable. So I, I was like, yeah, oh, that's good mm-hmm. enough. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I've crashed a few times there, and I, I'll, feel, I'll never feel comfortable there again, but it's still oh, super no. fun to drive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm constantly terrified. <laughs> Uh, when we did the wing test, I think I was uh, I was more on the throttle to fall than I've ever done before, and I was just kind of like hold on to the wheel. And uh, normally we would apex at about 100 miles an hour, and when we did the wing test, I was doing at 111. I was like, okay, like this is real now. <laughs> you know, this, uh, if for anybody that hasn't seen it, during 12, you enter it off of basically a huge cliff, and yeah. Uh, you know, like, like as you cross the hill, you can't see the track, and then you press the hill bar, and you still can't see the track, and then all of it points down, that's where you can see it. And then when you do see it, all that you can't see is a big white wall in front of you. And it's one of the fastest turns on the track, and you just got to keep your foot in it and come through that turn. But I just, like, that turn ruined so many championships for me, you know, as far as, like, a professional level. And it's just it's just a heartbreaker. It doesn't, no, it doesn't care what's let up. And, Everybody crashes at turn twelve. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter who you are. Oh yeah, yeah. I was doing uh, the breaks for uh, Freedom Autosport, and they were like in a fight for a championship. Um, they were fighting with uh, it was one of the Caymans, and you know, on one of the last couple of races, I see him come down through that that turn, and he just drops the tire in the entrance and just wads up right in that wall. And I was like, oh, my man, like first off, we lost the championship. And then the second off, I was like, man, I can't get the table last turn. It's all even the pro screw it up. Yeah, if if you put if you put a tire off to the left there, you have to not try to fix that for a while. You got to drive it in the grass for a minute, otherwise it's uh, it's time to ping pong between two eight foot concrete walls. Well, yeah, you're gonna find some tire walls and you're gonna get your vessel done pretty quick. Yeah, we we saw a few people learn that lesson at Good Life South. I think they lost about. Five cars in the shoot there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it happens all the time. I mean, I've, there, it happens at every race. Down oh, yeah, every yeah. every weekend. Every weekend. I, I run uh, with NASA, and you know, I know some of the fans are and so I know as soon as I come over that hill, I'm looking for smoke. 
in that tunnel. You can't necessarily see it. But I'm looking for something down there to see if there's any inclination that I need to stay on it and keep going fast. But yeah, there's you know, motors pop there, there's uh, you know, people drop tires, either before at the they either hate the apex or after. And yeah, it'll just it just chews you up and spits you out. You know, run land is a heartless bit. That's actually really good advice. Not only are you, you know, eyes up, but you're looking down the track, not for what you can, you know, see on the track, but what you can see in the sky, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, there's always going to be smoke down there. You know, and you're so, you're so high. Man, I wish somebody would measure how many stories it is and compare it to Laguna. But uh, <laughs> you're still I think high, it's, 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 it's five stories. Yeah, I think it's, it's about 50. It's about 50 or 60 feet. I can't remember. Yeah, it's a big drop. And, uh, and so it's like you can't, the walls are so high in the pit lane, you can't necessarily see the track there. And so the only thing you could see is smoke. You know, uh, you know, someone popped the motor. Uh, the one time I came through 12 and I saw smoke down at one. And, uh, and, uh, and I was debating, like, like, should I stay in it or should I not? Should I stay in it because I was on a flyer? And I go to turn the wheel to enter the track and the car pushes straight. It was just oil all along the racing line. And I was like, okay, I should lift, I should lift. And I was just trying my best to keep the car under control, keep it on track, because they were just loaded. And so after that, I was like, okay, if I just got done, I was going to lift every time. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good, that's good, good strategy. Right, so for that turn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tips on that track. I'm pretty good. <laughs> so the going to go So what, uh, what other kind of products do you think you might uh, be doing in the future besides aero stuff? Do you have any other plans? Oh, well, uh, so kind of the big news uh, is that um, we lost uh, Dr. Panos, um, and that kind of came with some repercussions for, uh, for the team over there. Um, they, shut, they, they did this before he passed away, but I think it was kind of part of it. But they shut down Green for You, which was their Le Mans project. They wanted to do a full uh, battery-powered Le Mans project, and they released uh, a bunch, you know, about 12 people. Um, and so I swooped in. Uh, I picked, or I, I hired on as contractor their uh, lead, ex-lead engineer. And so uh, he's been uh, he's drew, he drew our BRZ kit and stuff like that. And so I'm like, telling him, like, okay, what we need to do is get like full CFD on these cars and then build splitters to match the way, you know, cause a lot of times the front splitter is mostly a DIY project. Right. And, uh, and they, they come in all different shapes and sizes and it makes it really hard for someone like me who's trying to, who, um, who's trying to coach or help, uh, you know, part of the wing gang. You know, that was one of the things I didn't want to call anybody customers. So it's, it's like family. I wanted to make everybody part of the gang. So if, if we call each other the wing gang. And so if someone's on the gang, and they want to, you know, improve the lap times. They can contact me, and I'll work with them to get them faster. You know, whether it be aerial or stuff like that. But having those splitters or having all the splitters in the world be different makes it really challenging. So That's true. Um, yeah. I, I was telling them, like we need to come up with a solution so that we could put splitters on cars and the wings. So that way, when you know, when someone's like, "Hey, I'm going to go to this track," I can tell them set your wing at this, you know, at this height. You know, that's been proven and that's what we've been you know this is the last times we've gotten with it that kind of thing so that way it'll help everybody out you know going forward because frankly we're all here just to go faster you know have a good time you know if you're sitting here frustrated or fighting with something then you're definitely not you know don't have fun when you're frustrated no it's always good to have the uh you know kind of a proven setup 
to a car too, especially if you're going to a new track. You can kind of rule that out as like, mm-hmm. you know, the oh my winger, that's the reason I crashed at VIR. No, it's, it works for 25 <laughs> other people. You can, uh, you can you can focus on the, on the loose <laughs> the loose nut behind the wheel instead of blaming it on the right. Winger. Well, it's more it's not so much like like it crashed because then honestly once the once the whole patch is gonna it was not gonna cause crash. No, I, I'm, just, I'm like, just being I'm just being loud and yeah. exaggerating. But yeah, if you can start with a good baseline <laughs> setup, if you can start with a good yeah, baseline fine. setup on anything, that's that's good. Right, because like one of the members of the gang was uh, was Darby, and she yeah. went up to uh, speed ring this weekend. Like she was, she got in touch with us after. She was like, it was pushing it all high speed stuff, and all this stuff it was loose as hell. And I was like, okay, you know, I was looking at the, the photos of the car, and I first like got you know like. Reasoning way too much AOA in it, you know, for the splitter size to pull that out, and that'll tell it that'll fix the, the low speed or the high speed push. And then, you know, I was like, for the low speed stuff, uh, I grab a log book and start jotting down all your suspension setups, uh, set, set points, you know, grab your tire temperatures. And then from there, I can be like, okay, you need to change this or that, you know, if they have more camper, you know, take some bump out of it and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's never kind of like getting it dialed in. And because you know as well as I do, when a car is dialed in, there's nothing better. You know, oh, you go out there, yeah, when you go out there and you just wash everybody, is you walk out of that car, your chest is held high, you look super cold. You know, it's, it's great. <laughs> in, uh, in in Darby's defense, we did have to tow her off the track like four times for a broken throttle cable setup. So she didn't get as she didn't get as many laps as, in, in as anybody else, but uh, it was, she did she did really well. She was uh, holding her own against Jackie Ding, and that's uh, yeah, and Jack that's bad. So that's hard. That's almost hard for anybody to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's been having uh, engine problems for a while now. The car seemed to run really good. It just kept uh, twice, I think, her throttle cable something in her throttle assembly broke. Um, oh really? And they yeah they got it, they got it sorted out, but. Uh, she, uh, you know, she she did she did really well. She was pretty quick out there, um, and that car oh. is so it's so cool looking. Like, yeah, she's got like she's got one of the coolest looking Miatas. It's I absolutely wild looking. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. <laughs> and she, I think she just picked up a spot for our our event next weekend too. So she's coming out again with us. Well, and I'm always yeah, a big she, fan uh, of uh, dump tubes coming out of the hood. So why wouldn't you? Be? What is that? Turbo turbo dump tubes coming out the hood, man. That's uh, the best. You gotta, you gotta love it when a car can shoot shoot fire out of multiple places on the hood on the car. Uh, what what is your uh, your didn't you have a Honda that had a had a, had like a Volkswagen X3 something? Yeah, we uh, we built. Uh, I had a couple of them. I had one that my hatchback that I'm turning into an SDL uh, car. Um, yeah. It used to be turbocharged, and it would. Uh, it, it had the wastegate coming out the side of the bumper, and so when you would go, you'd rip along like you know, along a K rail. You could you could see yeah. the flame, you could see the flames shooting out and like <laughs> wicking, wicking up the K rail. Um, Good thought. And then we we also built a grassroots motorsports CRX Scuddy. Um, yeah. That that the first iteration of that had the bumper exit exhaust out the side, and then the second yeah. iteration, uh, the one that we won the grassroots challenge with in '07, that came out the hood. Um, yeah. And it, there's like nothing cooler than exhaust coming out the hood because it actually makes the car kind of quiet because all the noise goes up it's pretty it's it's, it's pretty rad actually right uh, and, and, i don't know I, 
I, I, I remembered so distinctly, like, we, just after we did the grassroots challenge with that CRX, we would just kind of session it at Benjamin at events, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it was running like 22 pounds of boot. Um, oh, and, and there was there was uh, there was one spot in the throttle where you'd uh, you'd like in D cell um, where you would you'd double tap the throttle in D cell in third or fourth gear. Uh, yeah. And it was it would let, it would just like let out like a seven foot fireball. Um, <laughs> and it would just kind of it would kind of trail and and the entire like top of the roof on that car was like charred paint. It was so badass. <laughs> Until <laughs> and if yeah, if Dan DeVries is listening, he can take pictures of the of the paint condition because it's in his garage now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the cars that shoot fire like, are cooler uh, than cars that don't shoot fire. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, I was behind the Evo. At, I think it was at Autobahn, and uh, I was doing a normal track day, and I get behind this guy, and every time he lifted, it was just like like four foot fireball off the back. And ever since then, I was like, how do I get my car to do that? Yeah, how can I mess the? How can I screw up the fuel mess enough to make it less? Yeah, less that cool? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that your fire cool? Very cool. I, I uh, Exoset has uh, Exomotive. Uh, you know, if anybody knows, doesn't know who they are, look them yeah. up. They uh, they build buggies like a, a, a buggy body that goes over me out of suspension, right? Right. And so uh, I went down to their place because I was gonna I would borrow their LS1 Miata or XO. Because uh, I was going to rule run it at LS Fest. And uh, we put twin wings on this thing and everything. And I'm like, okay, i got to go drive this thing. And that thing would shoot the biggest fireballs out the bottom of it. Like, I'm driving around and I can see the flames, like, underneath. I'm like, I'm like okay. <laughs> like, it did this, like, like, popping noise on diesel every time. And I'm like, and so when I dropped it off, I was like, you guys got to tell me how you did that. Like, how do you make it do the poppy noise? <laughs> yeah, like, what, what, what part of the map do I have to screw up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do I got to do? Make it do, like, 10 to 1 air fuel ratio under desal or what, you know? You might need to go more than that, yeah. We, we, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was here, actually, found this, we found this one little spot, like, right at throttle tipping that said it, it idled higher than, you know? Um, yeah. But when you, when you desal, uh, like, in the, in, the, in the actual, like, vacuum map, like, the map sensor car. And that was the one that we made like stupid rich. And so you just had to find that like little area. And yeah. <laughs> at high load, uh, you know, like where it transitioned from like vacuum to, you know, high vacuum to like zero uh, and right. high RPM, but like low, it was, it found this one spot, just touched it, touched it, and it was just blah. <laughs> it was the, great, the greatest pictures back in the day. It was like, you know, it was like, I have a rotary ago. I know the the rotary fireballs at all of our events are like the greatest fireballs. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, it, like, yeah. We drove uh, or I built a RX8 to go do do lemons, uh, twenty five right. lemons with it. And man, Is that the one with I the cut off without the windshield. No, 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 no. That, that's like some other dude. We, we he runs Chump Car. Uh, oh, Chump Car, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I after that, I fell in love with that chassis. I'm like this yeah, it's is the greatest chassis. car in the world. Yeah, and, yeah. and I figured out how to be the world's greatest rotary tuner too. So what we did, as I said, don't mess with it. And then we did it, and it ran great. So I was like, okay, good. But we would go out there and we would just destroy 325s, all right. the
he couldn't get past me. <laughs> the six-cylinder BMWs like destroy low-budget uh, wheel-to-wheel. Also, they're so good. They're good at everything. Oh yeah, but I tell you, we go. We went out there. We had all season tires, and uh, and like they had the regular 200 treadwear stuff, and yeah. I would just walk them all on the straights. You know, and our car wasn't gutted. Yeah, it still had all the windows in it. You know, the windows still rolled up. Kept it outside. And, uh, yeah, we would just walk them all. And uh, me and Randy got into it. And we sat down and talked and discussed it. We're all cool now. But at the time, uh, like, I'm trying, I'm fighting for for a position and uh, on all-season tires. And so I would just, I'd be like, oh, here comes Randy. So I would just move to the inside of the track, kind of like pseudo-block him a little bit. And uh, make him drive around the outside of me, and he hated that. Afterwards, he kept me. <laughs> After, because on the straightaways, he, I would leave him for dead. But in the turns, that all these tires, he would get me. And so uh, I was, and because I suck, and he's a pro driver. Uh, and so, yeah, on the straightaways, I would walk away in the corners. Uh, he couldn't get around, and and I I finally let him get by on the straight, and I just see a hand come out. With a middle finger on it, and drove around Barber. <laughs> I'm like, man, that guy's mad. <laughs> yeah, it's really, just, really frustrating to be blocked by a car that you can outhandle. But, but that's a funny story yeah. coming from the other the other car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you never hear, you never hear the story from the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time, I didn't know it was Randy. You know, I just thought, that's awesome. man, that guy doesn't. I'm like, this guy doesn't have the composure for racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then when I what get out of the cars, like one of the crew guys comes up and says, Randy Pope's wants to have a word for you. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man, you were, you, were, you were chopping Randy off in the turns. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And then I saw him at a, a race at Rolex. He's local, too. And uh, I just kind of grabbed him. Like, hey, I was the guy in the arc face. You know, and I don't know what gets you so pissed. And he was, oh, you're blocking me. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, you know, I apologize. You know, it's so cool now. But, you know, it's was, it was just kind of funny. I had a pit maneuvered him into the wall and then flicked him off afterwards. Yeah, some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, and like the one one time a car that Randy Post was driving, I wouldn't actually do that. So it was a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. One time, all, one time, those people that you gotta organize the speaker race. No, yeah, it's really a bad idea. Time. Yeah, in the drivers' meeting, Adam said he would pit maneuver Randy Post. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one time I got hit by what I suspect was Randy Pope, and he said it wasn't yeah. him, but I'm pretty sure it might have been. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure maybe it was Randy Pope. <laughs> <laughs> That's how yeah, rumors get started. Yeah, it was at VIR, and him and Tom Long and the owner of a car. It was a Porsche twin turbo. I think it was a 997. Uh, um, and we were at the VIR SCCA VIR 13 hour. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm going up the uphill the climbing S's right before South Bend. And uh and I and I saw the, the Porsche was fighting with like a uh a world challenge Mustang for the lead of the race and we were just out having fun, you know. And right. I'm watching my mirrors like hard in all the straightaways because I'm in an I'm in an STL Civic that is like falling apart because it's its first race weekend and there was a <laughs> there was a chip in the crank pulley, so it was literally disassembling yourself and we didn't, we didn't know why all the oh, bolts fun. were backing out all the bolts were backing <laughs> out the entire time and it was eating distributors but so i'm staring at my mirrors and it's like faster than spec miatas but like slower than everything else um mm-hmm. and i see the porsche coming up the s's and so i move all the way to one side 
and I put my arm out the window, and then he drove right into the back of me. <laughs> 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 like, 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 I gave him all the space in the world, and I, I just held, I, I hugged one side hard, I wasn't in the racing line, and he drove right into the back of me. <laughs> <laughs> And and we both we both continued, and his lights were like all you know akimbo, and like the back of our car had one little one little hole from this tow hook or something. But uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty good hit actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so you got like a super fragile GT3 car, and it's yeah. back to the mid nineties. <laughs> yeah, just just right into like the only strong spot on the back of a uh, of a ninety three hatch or Civic Civic uh, Coupe. Uh, it, Mike had the entire the entire rear bumper bar and all the foam and everything, so it took the hit pretty well. But, oh, uh, yeah, uh, the, they had to come in and make a pit stop to adjust all the lights because they were aiming all different directions. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it was either Randy or Tom Long. I talked to Randy at, at, at yeah. I talked to Randy at at, uh, at Good Life uh, a couple years ago, and I said, "Yeah, you were driving at the VR 13 hour a couple years ago, and you guys hit us in a Civic." And yeah. he's like, yeah, we had to come in and adjust all the lights. And I said, were you driving? Because I would love to say that Randy Pope surrendered me. He's like, no, I wasn't driving. It wasn't me. So that was, just, that, that was as close as I got to know who was driving. Randy Pope claimed he was not driving. But the way he smiled, I think it was him. Yeah, he's always on track. And I yeah. see him driving around like this. Like 